And hello again, everybody, and uh, welcome to uh, Gwinnett Business Radio here at Business Radio X. This program is open for business. It's brought to you by the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. I am your host, and we're broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios here in Gwinnett. Every month on Open for Business, we highlight and celebrate many of the top businesses and business leaders that we have here in Gwinnett County. And today we have uh, three gentlemen in the office uh, with us. Joining us today is Mark Farmer. He's with the Gwinnett Chamber Economic Development. Uh, Mark Butler with the University of Georgia Small Business Development Center. And Peter Hildebrandt with SCORE. And uh, thank you, gentlemen, for joining us this morning. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Uh, Mark, let's start with you and talk about the uh, Gwinnett Chamber's uh, economic development. Uh, you're with the Gwinnett Chamber. Correct. So uh, it's appropriate that you're here on the Gwinnett Chamber show. Yes. What, what do you do there at the Chamber? And tell us about uh, what you oversee. Sure. Well, first of all, a quick background on uh, the department I work in, the Economic Development Department. Um, we're part of the Chamber, but we have a slightly different mission statement we implement what's known as the Partnership Gwinnett Initiative, which is the community and economic development strategy for the entire county. Um, and my piece of it is entrepreneurship. So essentially my job, everything that I do sort of rolls up into one idea, which is how do I optimize the entrepreneur ecosystem in Gwinnett County? Um, and there's lots of ways to do that. And um, I look for ways to do that every day. Uh, I work with entrepreneurs sometimes directly, sometimes I put programs in place, uh, sometimes I make referrals out, sometimes to your other two guests here, sometimes to others. Um, and so that's it. It's a rolling uh, adjustment to whatever I see is needed in the vicinity. Let me ask what may come across as a, a dumb question. I'm known for asking dumb <laughs> questions, Mark. An entrepreneur, how would you describe an entrepreneur as, as opposed to just saying a, a business owner or right. someone like that? That's a great question, and, and you probably won't get any two answers alike, no matter who you ask. I've asked that before myself and never had exactly the same <laughs> answer from anyone. Uh, in my world, it, it, it basically means anyone starting a business or anyone who has a small business, probably with uh, maybe under 20 employees, something like that. Uh, but it's a, it's a fluid definition. Uh, and I've got the latitude to adjust to whoever might come to me and need some assistance. If they happen to be a larger business, uh, I have colleagues who work with medium and large businesses I can refer them out to. So it's, it's startups, it's people who are either starting a new business for the first time or maybe um, they, they've started businesses before but they're trying something new. Uh, and of course it's an ever-changing landscape and so there, there might be new resources they're unaware of I can connect them with. People that you work with, of course, they're familiar with the chamber, so they're probably familiar with GwinnettChamber.com, or is it .com or .org? For it's the .org. .org. But you also have a website uh, just for some of the stuff you work with, GwinnettEntrepreneur.com. What would we find on that site? Yes, that's uh, it, it's got a uh, compilation of resources in the county and the region and some national. Uh, it's mostly nonprofit and government sites, uh, websites that are there to help entrepreneurs. Uh, when I first started doing this, going on five years ago now, uh, what I realized was that um, there were a lot of great resources out there for entrepreneurs, but a lot of times they're unaware of them. Um, and as I went around and met with uh, representatives of some of these organizations and talked to them, I found out that they're busy doing what they do every day, and sometimes they don't talk to one another Sometimes referrals back and forth are, are uh, maybe not uh, as what they should be. And so that was a role that I could play. That's, um, 
something that we that's right in the sweet spot of what we do in uh, Gwinnett Chamber Economic De- Development anyway mm-hmm. is uh, creating networks bringing people together uh, and and making sure that uh, an entrepreneur gets the help that they need um, I didn't invent this term but I, I like to use it I call it the no wrong door approach so if you're an entrepreneur and you start uh, you want to start a business you're going to reach out to help uh, for help from someone probably I want to make sure that if you reach out you find out about all the other someone's all right, we're talking with uh, Mark Farmer with the Gwinnett Chamber, and you have your, your hand in a lot of cookie jars, so let me ask you about a couple other things that sure. you uh, help oversee. Uh, Gwinnett Angels, what is what are the Gwinnett Angels? The Gwinnett Angels uh, are a chapter of the Atlanta Technology Angels. The Atlanta Technology Angels is a, is a longtime angel investment group. Uh, they meet in Buckhead monthly. Uh, they mostly invest in technology companies, um, and they wanted to expand. And so one of their board members, who's a Gwinnett resident uh, named Dan King, he's a retired uh, attorney and uh, is very civically engaged. He reached out to us to find out if we would like to participate in creating a chapter of Atlanta Technology Angels in Gwinnett. Uh, And it so happens that that was part of our strategic plan anyway Hmm. uh, and something that uh, had been a bit of a challenge for a variety of reasons, uh, partly because of the, the Great Recession. Uh, but uh, but others, you need someone like Dan, who's one of them. Uh, but the role we play is as host and facilitator. So what we did, we, we worked with ATA last year to figure out how would we do this, because they had never done it before. This is their first ever regional chapter. So we had a, some exploratory meetings uh, during 2014. And at the end of 2014, in the fall, we launched their first official chapter member, uh, chapter meeting. Uh, and we host those at the chamber. And... Uh, now it, it's, it's an official chapter. We have meetings scheduled through the end of 2015, and uh, the membership is completely reciprocal. If you join the Gwinnett Angels, you're automatically a member of uh, ATA, and the ATA members are welcome to come to the Angels uh, meetings in Gwinnett, and they do. And so it's, it's a way to connect startup companies that are looking for angel investment with local investors. Uh, Dan had a theory that there were probably some Gwinnettians who uh, were potential angel investors who didn't want to go to Buckhead every month. Right. And it turns out he's right. Yeah, I, I bet. Um, let me ask you about another thing that you you oversee, and that is the Amazing Entrepreneur Contest. And you recently had one of those. Tell us about that. We did. The, the 2015 contest is actually still underway. Uh, we've completed the judging phase, but we make the announcement of the winners um, on May 13th at a chamber event called Impact Regional Business Awards. But this is something that if you're starting a business or you're a new business, you you really should look at, into this. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Thank you <laughs> for that. I mean, there's no uh, reason not to. Right. Uh, as I always say, I'm trying to give away free money, so come to me yes. and I can help you. The way it works, there's, there's two categories in the contest. One is establish a business. If you're a Gwinnett business, three years old or less, uh, you enter a, uh, a few entry documents and a summary of your business plan. There's no entry fee, and you're in. Uh, and the top prize is uh, $10,000. And there's a lot of other great prizes as well. Um, and then we have a pre-venture category as well. That's for people who have a business idea but are not open for business yet. Hopefully they will enter the established business category once they are up and running. There's no cash prizes for that. But uh, there's some great uh, scholarships for classes and so forth and some other good connections and prizes. Everyone who's ever entered the contest has told me they were glad they did it. Uh, and it's, uh, it's relatively easy to enter. Again, a summary of your business plan, mm-hmm. a few entry documents, no fee, and you're in. Um, and uh, we'll be kicking that off again in 2016. 
where do people find out more information about registering for that? Amazingentrepreneurcontest.com. Okay. Uh, now, the, the contest is in hiatus right now because it's closed for 2015. The deadline for entry has passed. But like I say, we'll kick right. off again in 2016. All right. Another thing is the Partnership uh, Gwinnett Initiative. I've heard a lot about that. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, share that with our listeners. Sure. I, I mentioned that briefly a moment ago. It's, it's a, an initiative that was started in 2007. In fact, that's when I came on board at the Chamber. Uh, it's a strategic plan for community and economic development. And we worked with one of the top consultants in the country that just happened to be right here in Atlanta called Market Street Services. They've worked with uh, well over 100 communities around the country to put together strategic plans. And it's a great way to get all the major institutions and, and players in the community together and moving in the same direction for community and economic development. So it has activities related to uh, workforce, quality of life, uh, business recruitment, entrepreneurship. Um, a large part of what we do is we are the entity that um, you would reach out to if you're a large business in another state and you want to move to Gwinnett. If you've seen any of that on TV or read about it in the paper or what have you over the past uh, going on eight years, um, we, would, we were the entity they worked with to come here. Well, since we started talking, I mean, you've listed three, four, five, six great things the Gwinnett Chamber does. Do most chambers have a Mark Farmer type guy that does these types of things? Or is this something that might be more unique to the Gwinnett Chamber? Uh, you know, there's there's going to be someone at, at every chamber who uh, works with small business to some degree. We're, we're lucky that we are a large enough organization that we not only have one, we have two. Uh, I work in the economic development department doing uh, entrepreneurship and, again, as part of the Partnership Gwinnett Initiative, which has certain industry sectors, technology, health sciences, corporate services, supply chain, and advanced manufacturing. If a startup business falls in one of those areas, I can do more for them because it's part of my marching orders. But And I've been doing that, like I say, for going on five years. A couple of years ago, the, um, the chamber added another position, um, um, director of small business development, and that is Stephanie Sokenis. And she's got a lot of great programs as well. Uh, she has um, a, a traveling show called uh, Small Business Essentials. Hmm. Um, your other guests here are both on that panel as well. Uh, in fact, we did one yesterday. Um, where we move around the county and bring it's, it's panel discussion and we just answer questions from audience members who are startup businesses. Uh, she also has an Eat and Educate program where she it's either a breakfast or a lunch and she'll bring in a speaker or a panel to talk about some business topic. And then she has a, an amazing program she started last year uh, called the Small Business Summit. Uh, the first one was last November. The next one is coming up this year, November 18th. And it's an all-day uh, event with panel discussions and keynotes and what have you. Um, so um, to answer your question, there is usually going to be someone at every chamber who um, works with small business, but they may wear a lot of other hats too. Uh, we're very lucky here in Gwinnett that we'd have, you know, not just myself, but Stephanie as well. Yeah, and, and our, our, our common theme among our three guests today is small business, and we'll be talking about that with our other two guests as well. It, you know, some people think of a chamber and they think, oh, my goodness, if I'm not a huge company, you know, should I join a chamber? And, and you've just described, I mean, all these reasons. If you're a small business, all the things that the chamber does. Is there anything else that a small business owner who may be considering a chamber membership sh should know regarding the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce? Well, in addition to the things I've already mentioned, uh, there are a host of other programs that are great business uh, development opportunities. There's over 300 events a year that the chamber puts together. 
Um, and, you know, one of those is going to fit for your business. So it's something I think that every small business and every startup should at least consider uh, looking at to see if it, if it will help. And I, I meet lots of businesses say that chamber membership has made a huge difference. Sometimes it's made the difference. Uh, and the success of their business. So so that small business person that might want to talk to somebody at the chamber that understands the essence of small business, I guess you or Stephanie would be a great person to reach out to. Why don't you give us maybe the contact information, uh, again, give some of those websites that they can check out as well. Sure. Well, a great place to start is GwinnettChamber.org. Um, that way you can look at the whole shebang there of what is offered by the chamber. But then if you move over to business resources and click down, there's a small business section that has uh, Stephanie's website with all of her programs, my com website, and then the, the, a link to the website for the contest if, if you're a candidate for the Amazing Entrepreneur Contest. Great. Mark, thank you for sharing all that information. Sure, thank you. Mark Farmer with the, uh, the Gwinnett Chamber Economic Development. Now on our show is uh, Mark Butler, also uh, overseeing some small business, the University of Georgia Small Business Development Center. Hey there, Mark. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. All right. The UGA, which is close to my heart, by the way, Small Business Development Center. Uh, tell us about uh, your organization. And you're located here in Gwinnett County. That's correct. Uh, we are actually the University of Georgia Small Business Development Center of Gwinnett is actually located on the campus of the University of Georgia at Gwinnett at Old Peachtree in Interstate 85. And we are actually, as an organization, part of the public service and outreach arm of the University of Georgia. And our charter is to work with small business owners or aspiring small business owners in the community. And, and we do that in a lot of ways, but essentially there's three core services that we provide on a recurring basis. The first one, which is really is the bulk of our activity, is one-on-one -on -one consulting services. We meet with those individual business owners and we work with them on a wide range of issues or concerns or things that they would like to address within their business, and we provide those consulting services at no charge to the business owner. We also do continuing education classes throughout the year. Those continuing education classes are aimed at very acute or specific areas of interest or concern to the small business owner. We're lucky to be on the UGA Gwinnett campus and be able to take advantage of their educational facilities, so we hold those throughout the year. We do charge for those. That's a cost that we need to bring in to cut or a charge we need to bring in to cover our costs and then ultimately what we do and one of the other the services that we provide is being affiliated with the university we have access to a lot of research or a lot of databases that we can pull information from and bring that information to bear in whatever issue or analysis or problem that we're trying to solve for the small business owner and again that's provided at no charge as well Boy, just listening to, to, to both of our first two guests talk, I mean, if you're a small business owner, there's a lot of avenues to go if you're looking for some help. Are there requirements uh, that are necessary to, to take advantage of your services? No, there's not. The only real thing that we ask is if you want to enter the SBDC and take advantage of the consulting services that we provide, that you be in a position where you've kind of solidified. If you're a startup, if you've solidified on your business idea and you've begun the business planning process. If you're still in the ideation phase, if you're trying to discover whether, you know, decide whether you want to open a tire shop or a donut shop, that's still, we're not really best suited to help you with that. You still need to do some groundwork. But once you've gotten to that point, you're eligible for the SBDC services. We also work with existing businesses. Those that have been in business for a number of years are eligible for our services as well. As long as they fit the definition of a small business as defined by the SBA, which is for a ballpark figure, somewhere around 100 or less employees and under $25 million in annual revenue, you're eligible for the services of the SBDC. Do you work exclusively, Mark, with small businesses and startups? 
Uh, we a mixture of both. Uh, we work with uh, existing businesses. Probably about sixty to seventy percent of our effort is on existing businesses. Uh, we do work uh, with uh, startups as well as getting them ready to go, get their doors open, gain mm-hmm. access to capital that they need, the planning that they need to do to be successful once they launch. But uh, a large percentage of our services are geared towards those businesses that have been operational and running for at least a year or, or more. You mentioned access to capital. So, I mean, do you do, you do loans? How, how does that work? Or do you just kind of point them in the right direction and help them get those loans from financial companies? Right. That's a great question. And it's an often misconception that we deal with. And that is uh, the SBDC does not provide loans. We are affiliated with the Small Business Administration. The Small Business Administration does not provide loans. What we do as a service is we work with small business owners on determining what their capital needs are and then pointing them in the right direction for that capital source. Oftentimes it is a business loan, sometimes it's equity, sometimes it can be if you're an existing business, it can be taking advantage of operations of your business, factoring receivables and so forth. We are lender or capital agnostic. We point you in the right direction to get you to the right source of capital with the right provider of that capital. We're talking with uh, Mark Butler with the University of Georgia Small Business Development Center. You mentioned the the one-on-one consulting, but you also mentioned the classes. Uh, Give us an example of some of the classes that you offer. Uh, A pretty broad range of classes. Uh, We've got one going on today that's about QuickBooks, how to get QuickBooks set up and make use of it and take advantage of the utility and the capabilities within it. We've got other classes on very specific areas. We've got one coming up on financial statement analysis for child care centers. We also have one of our big classes, our most popular ones, coming up in the fall, uh, kind of an advanced announcement on this, but it's our digital marketing boot camp. What we talk about and the issues that we work with a lot with small business owners today is just taking full advantage of a web presence and social media and how do you do that to be effective and grow your own business. We've got a day-long boot camp coming up in October that is geared towards all of the aspects of that, and that's really been a popular class for us, and we get a good attendance and they get a lot of good information there. I'm, I'm assuming all of this information is listed on, on the website, when the classes are, what they're going to be t- uh, covering, and so forth. Right, right. And that's uh, www.georgiasbdc, Georgia spelled out, .org. And if you go to the Locations tab and you select Gwinnett, which is the best place to take classes within the entire state, <laughs> you go to that Locations tab and you'll see all of the classes that we have offered and, and, and the synopsis about what will be provided there. I do want to ask you about the one-on-one consulting. Who, who would the typical consultant be? Would this be an established, long-term business owner? What kind of a person would be a consultant? You know, that's a, that's a good question. In order to be, we are technically within the SBDC at the University of Georgia. We are technically faculty members of the, of the university. So... We, at a minimum, we have to have a master's degree in business, either an MBA or in one of the specialties within the business area. All of the consultants also have to have business operational experience, but in a large percentage of the consultants also have business ownership experience as well. So you're getting a little bit of the blend of the formal, the, the stuff you absolutely need to know and, and execute in your business, but you're also getting a good touch and a dose of the practical and the experience as well. Okay, and I just want to kind of end up with a little bit of a joke here that even if you went to Georgia Tech and you're now opening a business or starting a business, or you're an Auburn alum or an Alabama alum, all are welcome. You you, you, you don't discriminate. You just have to wear red and black when you come in. That's all. <laughs> there you go. Uh, again, give, give us any contact information, Mark, that you want to give us uh, in the website, of course, one more time. Again, www.georgiasbdc.org. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Gwinnett SBDC. 
And you can also do a quick Google search. We have a WordPress blog as well. So we have all of our events, information, content posted at those three locations. Great. Mark, great stuff. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Well, if you're a small business owner out there, I mean, you've already gotten two wonderful resources to help you uh, get to that next level. Let's go ahead and give you a third right now. A company, uh, the, the organization is called SCORE, and Peter Hildebrandt is with us, and uh, he is the Gwinnett County team leader. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. Tell us all about SCORE and what you guys do for small business. Well, uh, we do a lot of things that are similar to the SBDC, but uh, we are also a little different. Uh, we've been around for about 50 years, and we provide uh, small business resources to, to people that are trying to get small businesses off the ground. Uh, like the SBDC, we provide mentoring. So we have one-on-one -on -one mentoring that's free. It's always free. We like it to be a relationship. Now, uh, now let me interrupt. Yeah. Are, are you mm -hmm. guys work together? Is there a competition here, or you're all kind of <laughs> you're all in for the, the for the greater good? We are. Uh, we actually work together very uh, all the time. In fact, uh, as Mark said earlier, we were uh, on a panel just yesterday. Uh, you know, we have very similar types of uh, services that we offer, but they're a little bit different in that. Uh, the, the SCORE mentors are uh, generally people who are either retired from business, they've all been uh, executives of large companies, or they've owned their own small businesses before. We have many mentors who have done both. So uh, the SBDC is very good, if, particularly if you're looking to get some uh, research on the, the uh, framework for your customers. Like, for instance, if you want to find out, you know, where would I go to be able to get leads for mm -hmm. customers? They, they have those databases. Uh, SCORE, on the other hand, you're going to get people that are kind of road-worn, experienced uh, business people that have basically had a whole career in business. Uh, and uh, so they've, you know, they'll, they'll know a lot of the things to look out for. Uh, and they're both valuable. In fact, uh, you know, we were saying just yesterday, there's nothing wrong with uh, having both an SBDC consultant and a SCORE mentor. Uh, because they serve different purposes. How does one go about getting a SCORE mentor? It's actually very easy. You just go to atlanta.score.org, uh, and there's a button that says Book Now, and you click that, and uh, you can sign up for a mentoring appointment really at any of our locations. And in Gwinnett County, we have six locations uh, in various cities. Uh, there's always something that's going to be close to you. Uh, and obviously, you don't have to be in Gwinnett County. We have uh, places throughout the metro area in Atlanta. All right. Mentoring, of course, is a big part of it, but you offer some of the other services, and I know you touched upon it, but uh, kind of let's wrap our arms around maybe some of the other services that you do offer. Yeah. In addition to mentoring, we also provide courses. Uh, we have workshops. Uh, we have a, a series of workshops called Simple Steps for Starting Your Business, uh, and so it's five classes. Each is two and a half hours long. Uh, you can take them in various places, but uh, the Gwinnett Chamber is one of the places that we offer those classes. The first class is free. The remaining four classes are $125 for the set of, of four courses, uh, which is a great deal. Uh, and basically, it gives you everything you need to know. You know, what do I, what do I need to do to incorporate? Uh, where do I get my funding sources? What do I need to worry about in terms of marketing? And even financial information. So how do I do, deal with a balance sheet or an income statement, all of that stuff? Peter Hildebrandt joining us uh, from SCORE. And let me ask you a couple of questions. Is, is there a a good time to start a business, a pick, you know, a good time or bad time to start a business. When's the best time to start a business? <laughs> well, yeah, we get that question a lot. Uh, the it's never a good time to start a business if you don't have some some form of income or some money to start a business because it takes a long time to be able to start a business, uh, and uh, you have to be able to put food on the table for that period of time. Mm -hmm. uh, I've started many small businesses myself. Uh, my last business is doing great. It's got great margins. We're making money. 
but it was three years before I was able to pay myself. So, uh, so we recommend to people if they have a job, keep the job, start the business on the side. Uh, if you don't have a job, go get a job in an area that's related to what you'd like to start your business in. And, uh, you know, we like to bootstrap businesses from, from the ground up. And yes, it is possible to go out and raise finances, uh, raise capital to be able to start a big business, you know, uh, uh, and have somebody else fund your business. But that's actually the exception rather than the rule. In most cases, you have to fund the business yourself. Well, and for those that are looking for ideas maybe to get a little help with the funding, we've already heard a couple great ideas from our first two guests about uh, some, some avenues they can go down. Um, as far as visibility, what would your recommendations be for someone that started a business to get the best visibility out there? Yeah, well, it, it, it all comes to marketing. And, you know, a lot of people th- say to themselves, well, um, okay, I'm going to start the business and then I'm going to go out and market it. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is that you need to market your business right off the, right off the, the bat. And uh, in order to do that, there are really a couple of things that you need to do. One is to come up with what makes you unique. So what makes you or your product or service unique? And the other is to really understand your target market. So uh, if, uh, you know, if you can narrow your target market down, that will tell you where you need to advertise. And then what makes you unique is what you advertise. And so you put those two things together uh, and you have the basis for a good marketing plan. And if you do that before you start the business, a lot of the marketing starts before you actually open the business. Uh, you can do many things like trying to build uh, excitement about your business on Facebook and other places. And again, it depends on who your target market is. If your target market is 90-year-olds, you're probably not going to do that <laughs> on a Facebook page. right? So, so uh, a lot of that is understanding who your target market is and what makes you unique. I'm not sure I feel good about a company that's targeting 90-year-olds. They may not be a huge market there. That's uh, a dying market, but, you know. Yeah, that's a, it's a testy area. Um, well, and we can also, you know, tell everybody, you know, let's come to Business Radio X. You know, that's what we do. We are pro-business. We want to help get the voice out there. So uh, hopefully we could be an avenue uh, for these companies. For folks that want to know more about SCORE, give us any contact information, uh, Peter. Uh, the website for sure. Uh, give all that information, please. Yeah, so atlanta.score.org is the place to go. Uh, and on there, you'll find not only the workshops, which you can sign up for right online, but you also find a bunch of online tools and resources that you can download for free. So, for instance, if you want to do spreadsheets, you know, startup expenses, if you want to do balance sheets, all of that's there. If you want to have a business plan, we have business plan templates that are up there. Uh, and uh, you can also find a mentor. So you click on the Book Now button to be able to get yourself a mentor. That's the best way to do it. And uh, you'll have a mentor within the week. And sit down and talk to him. Great. Peter, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Let me open this up to kind of everybody. I'd I'd love to hear a success story. I would hope that one of you and whoever wants to jump in first, but maybe a success story, someone that has gone through your program that you might be able to share. And if you want to share names, that would be great. If you want to not share the names, that's that's good as well. But I'd love to hear a success story from each of you if if possible. Okay. Well, I'll start uh, and I'll keep the name private because one of the things or the aspects of the service that we provide is confidentiality. And this so, is the, the University of Georgia University Small Business Georgia, Development Center. Right. Um, you know, last year I had an individual who was starting a business and was really quite unsure about how to go about it, uh, but was also, so we worked with them from the very beginning, helped them set a framework, went through the business planning process, and at some point shortly after that they had some success and they needed access to capital because they had an opportunity to do a one-time inventory purchase at a significant discount if they paid cash for it. So we were able to line up that financing and get that available to them. They were able to secure their product and grow their business significantly in a very short time. So it's things like that, and as Peter will tell you, and certainly Mark will tell you as well, that when you're able to do that and see those type efforts pay off, 
that's kind of what makes our job re- rewarding and, and makes us yeah. come in the next day. And I would think, Mark Farmer, you could just t- t- look at any of your amazing entrepreneur contest winners, and, and you've got a story yeah. right there. Absolutely. You anticipated what I was going to say. Uh, um, I could mention any of them, but I'll talk about uh, the winner from last year. Uh, her name was uh, Denise Zanu. Uh, she started a home-based business making uh, bath and soap products. And um, she just uh, enjoyed it. And uh, the next thing you know, it's it's a business for her. Uh, she came in and gave one of the best oral presentations we had ever seen. That is part of the requirements um, for the finalists mm-hmm. in the contest. They have to give an oral presentation. And uh, she came in and just, just amazing, um, as the name implies of the contest. And uh, n- now she is poised to quit her day job. And not only that, but she's hiring a part-time uh, sales rep. So uh, that definitely a success story there. That's awesome. It's, it's like you guys are helping make dreams come true. Absolutely. Uh, Peter, do you have uh, one you might be able to share? Sure. Yeah, we work with people at, at, at every size company, whether it's a $100 million company or whether it's a $0 company. Uh, and some of the problems that we run into with people are very small, but they make a huge difference in their lives. So um, I had a pastry shop uh, woman, a woman that owned a pastry shop. She had quit her day job at a, a major telecom company to open this. And uh, she was doing fine, but she was thinking about expanding. And she was trying to decide how to, how to expand next, whether she would go into malls and open kiosks in malls, whether she would open another store in another city, uh, or whether she would go uh, with a, out with a truck and try to sell things to restaurants and, and so forth on the wholesale basis. And so she was pretty sure that the mall was the way she wanted to go because that seemed like she was going to get the most traffic. So we sat down with her and we worked through each of these three scenarios and what it would take, you know, in terms of the amount of money that she would have to make uh, on each sale and how much it would cost for, for instance, in the mall, how much it would cost for the kiosk and the rental of all of that. Um, and it, lo and behold, it turned out that the most effective thing for her was to take advantage of the kitchen that she already had and be able to sell things wholesale. And she made a lot more profit that way. So she decided to abandon the whole mall approach and went into doing that. And she's been wildly successful. She's now wrapped her car with the logo for her company. Uh, and uh, she makes these deliveries every day to restaurants around the area, and they, they're thrilled with her product. That's great. Congratulations. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm listening to all these stories, and I'm thinking if you're a small business person, if you are just have the idea and you're the idea phase or you're just starting out, I mean, we need to send this show to everybody. This this is the show to listen to. We've got three great uh, you know avenues to, to, to use. So we do appreciate uh, all of you joining us. Uh, Mark Farmer from the Gwinnett Chamber uh, Economic Development. Mark Butler from the UGA Small Business Development Center. And uh, Peter Hildebrandt from SCORE. Thanks so much for sharing all your knowledge, the, the services you provide. And, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been very eye-opening as well. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Before we uh, leave the show today here on Open for Business, I do want to mention that uh, as, as of this uh, live broadcast, uh, and you may be listening to the podcast uh, at a later date, but uh, most recently we had the Greater Gwinnett Championship. That is the Champions Tour event that's held at the TPC Sugarloaf in Duluth. Olin Brown recently uh, won it. It was a rain-shortened, unfortunately. Uh, it only lasted two rounds. And uh, this is something that the, the Chamber's very involved with. Uh, Mark, isn't the Chamber kind of very supportive of, of, of this? Because the, the Gwinnett Sports Commission, is that underneath the Chamber or part of the Chamber? They're, how? they're housed uh, within the uh, the Chamber building, and uh, there's a lot of collaboration back and okay. forth between the Chamber, the Convention and Visitors Bureau, uh, call, also called Explore Gwinnett, and the uh, 
Sports Commission. Okay, so the Sports Commission does a great job uh, overseeing these events and bringing great sporting events to uh, to the Gwinnett County. And uh, Business Radio X had a chance to sit down with Olin Brown after the second round, not knowing that uh, he would eventually end up being the winner because there would be no third round. And so we'd like to share that right now. This is our interview uh, recently with the winner of the Greater Gwinnett Championship, Olin Brown. You know, with the weather forecast, I felt like it was important to get out and get off to a good start uh, this afternoon, and I did that and um, just had a really nice round. I had eight birdies, no bogeys. It was a, probably my, be my best round of the year, and it's good to get one under my belt. What was working for you today? Well, I kept the ball in play, and I had some good iron sh iron play, but i got to say that I capitalized on, on hitting. You know, I hit good shots, and then I capitalized on them. It doesn't matter if you hit a good shot if you don't make the putt after that. So uh, I would say that overall my game was pretty solid today. When you're at the top of the leaderboard, I mean, did you know you were at the top? Do you look at the leaderboard when you pass it? Yeah, uh, I saw at the turn that I was one back of Rocco. He was at eight under, and then I, I guess I parred 10 and 11. Made good, made a good run on both of them, and then uh, they got into a little birdie run and made five coming in. You mentioned the, the weather, and, and there's, knowing there might be a chance you don't get the next round in, did it make you play a little more aggressive in this round? No, I mean, the course is there. Uh, there wasn't much wind today, and the rain stayed away. Yesterday was a little crummy, uh, so you know, the greens were a little bit more receptive. So in that regard, we're playing a little bit tighter to the to the flag today. But overall, just want to get into a good rhythm today and play as many good shots, as many good shots as I could. Overall, as far as the course, is this a course you like? Is it obviously the score would indicate it's a course you like? It's a it's a really good design. Greg Norman did a heck of a job here. This is I uh, played here in the Bell South for years. Uh, was always. Uh, a really challenging golf course. It plays great when it's playing firm and fast. It's hard to get the ball close. Like I said, with the moisture that's on the ground right now, I, mean, I don't know how much rain there's been this week, but a lot. Uh, you know, the, the greens are a lot more receptive than they normally have been. So uh, it's not the kind of course that you roll out of bed and shoot 64. So I'm pretty pleased with playing that, that round today. All right, and that is Olin Brown. He was the champion of the Greater Gwinnett Championship, and we wanted to get that in because of the uh, the Gwinnett Sports Commission, of course, is affiliated with the uh, Chamber of Commerce, and uh, this is uh, the Chamber of Commerce radio show, open for business. So congratulations to uh, all the organizers at the Gwinnett Greater, uh, Greater Gwinnett Championship for a job well done, and hopefully next year we will have some more sun out there and won't have to deal with the rain. Again, a big thank you to our guests today, uh, Mark Farmer, Mark Butler, and Peter Hildebrandt for joining us. Great stuff about uh, small business uh, help and information. Uh, Open for Business is presented by the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce, and it comes to you every month right here on Business Radio X. You can listen to Open for Business anytime by visiting GwinnettBusinessRadio.BusinessRadioX.com. This program is also available on iTunes. Until next time, for our producer Trey, I'm Mike Salmon, and on behalf of the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce, where they are always open for business.